Hi everyone, welcome to the Reitzel Brothers Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Curtis. We are the co-hosts of this podcast. We are investor-focused realtors working with our clients to help them build massive wealth in real estate. This is a place where we talk about real estate investing, wealth, and giving back. Make sure to check us out on YouTube and join our private real estate investor group on Facebook called the Tri-City Real Estate Investor Club. Links are in the description. Enjoy this episode. So those expenses include uh, the taxes on the building, includes a vacancy allowance, includes property management, repairs and maintenance, yeah. as well as lawn and snow as well. Yeah. Um, so about fifty thousand dollars worth of expenses, which put, puts our net operating income mm-hmm. at one hundred and seventy-five thousand. Yeah. We bought this. I I, I is either forty-six or forty-nine. One I think it was forty-six thousand when we bought it. Was the net operating income. So we almost quadrupled the net operating income. In a year, which is pretty amazing. That's awesome. So if you use that 175 net operating income mm-hmm. at a 5.8 cap, mm-hmm. which is you know you guys are realtors in this area, you know that's that's very conservative, mm-hmm. gives us a value of three million dollars. Mm-hmm. Into it for 2.4, value of three million dollars. So then you take the 80 percent. If you were to get a new mortgage of 80 percent, that'd be 2.4. Pay off all of our private money, all of our construction grand. costs. 600 grand of built-in equity, yep. good to go. And, and, we, and we have strong cash flow mm-hmm. at that number. Yep. So we're more, we're, I'm more of an equity investor. Now when I say I'm an equity investor, all my properties must cash flow. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't need to replace my income from cash flow on properties. I more look to drive up equity mm-hmm. and pull capital back out. Yep. Um, and as long as my property still debt services and produces some positive cash mm-hmm. flow, I have an income from my other, from my mortgage business that I don't need the cash flow. So if we get uh, at a at a five cap, mm-hmm. so a five cap once again in this area, that's it's a very realistic number. We just we were looking at an eighteen unit building that just sold at four point seven three, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's that's in the the KWC area. Yeah. Um, so that sold at a four point seven three cap. Um, that. So sorry, at a five cap with one seventy five, that equates to a value of three point five million. Mm-hmm. That's really where I I believe the property should land. I believe that's the value of the property when we're done. Uh, in terms of what my I'm going to ask for, uh, a little investor tip: appraisers are conservative. Uh, they almost never give you the number you ask for. Uh, there are comparable sales at a four point six cap in the area. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to request a 4.6 cap, mm-hmm. which equates to a value of 3.8 million. Right. Don't think I'm going to get that, but shoot for the moon land on the stars, right? Yeah. So I, I kind of want people to understand this part here. If everything, I mean, when all the numbers come in, it ends up at 2.4. And even if you were to refinance and you had that $3 million evaluation, then 80%, that's a 2.4 mortgage, pays everybody out. And... Uh, then you have a $2.4 million mortgage and you just have a cash flowing property that is nice. That's amazing. Um, I want people to understand how, you know, just how amazing that is. Because you, then you have no money in the deal. Everybody's paid back. You have $600,000 in equity yep. and you have an amazing property with amazing tenants. That's, I, that's cash flowing. That's, it's amazing. Like that's a home run. Yeah. I, I believe at the $3 million, the cash flow is around four to five grand a month. Yeah. At a three million dollar value because the mortgage isn't that high. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a fifty thousand dollar year income. Yeah, it's the average Canadian income, right? Mm-hmm. On one property, you can produce that in income. Like I said, I'm a little bit more of the mindset. I'd rather pull that capital out mm-hmm. 
and have a lower cash flow on the property, less money in the deal, still a big up position. Yeah. Go buy more. Yeah. That's you know we're you know I'm I'm I turned thirty in March, so I'm still in the growth nice. phase of my life. Um, so I'm happy to. I, like I said, I'm not looking to replace the income on the property, looking to grow assets. Yeah. More, more important. And I remember um, to kind of go back on one of the videos that you said, what do you call it, the National Hip, hip Bank? Hip, hip, hip National Bank. So Hip National Bank. So <laughs> let's just talk about that real quick. So if yeah. we hit the million dollar evaluation, sadly there'll be no money going into the Hip National Bank. Right. But then if we go like anything over three million, yeah. because that would then be proceeds to you guys, yeah. that just goes into Hip National Bank. Essentially right? at the $3.5 million value, uh, 80% of that is $2.8 million. Yeah. So that's a $1.1 million profit mm-hmm. on the deal. Yeah. To, to, not, not guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. They, they, they want to make sure it's very clear. It's, yeah, not these are projected sure. numbers. Uh, we're confident in them. We have data that supports these numbers. So it is projected. I want to make sure that's very clear. Uh, but it's a $3.5 million value. At that value, 80% of that is a $2.8 million mortgage. Mm-hmm. In that scenario, $400,000 goes into Hip National Bank. 28 to 2.4. 2.4. Yeah. It goes into our pocket as profit. Hip National. Hip National. And then we still have a $700,000 equity position in the property. I think cash flow there it was it was pretty it's I would have to double check. I want to say between 12 or 1500 bucks somewhere in that range. Yeah. Uh, a month. But keep it that's all that's that's having a vacancy allowance. It's having mm-hmm. a $750 a door a year, so that's uh, that's seventy five hundred dollars a year. I have budgeted for repair and maintenance mm-hmm. on brand new units. Mm-hmm. Brand like everything is new. Brand new, yeah. So I still have my salon and snow, so that's in a different budget. Um, property management, like I said, I've got that in house now. Yeah. So we're still charging a fee, a fair market, a fair market value mm-hmm. from one business to the other. Mm-hmm. But I, I've been able to control that cost now. Mm-hmm. So um, that's. You know that that's really where we're targeting uh, in that. And, and to me, three million dollars is, is no question about it. Mm-hmm. There's just there's there's no way it doesn't appraise there, which is a fantastic deal for us. Yeah. Uh, but I'm really going to be pushing to get that three point five mark because, like I said, nobody wants to read a book about how I've made nine hundred thousand on a deal. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> it's got to be a million. Well, so. and, and at the end of the day, like if you're if you're able to, yeah, you know, on on monthly basis, the cash flow, you know, will drop, but you get to pull out. You're gonna have, I mean, more money pulled out. You're gonna be able to make, say, three to four hundred thousand dollars actual to you, and then all that built-in equity. It's kind of like, well, if you don't need that income, and you can go use that equity to go buy more deals, that's it. Just makes a lot of sense. So I've had this conversation with people before, and they say, why wouldn't you want that additional cash flow? And the part of the reason for me is because I'm doing other deals as well, but I'm also very well versed in private lending and what we can do there. 12% is the norm. You can get 12% on your money pretty consistently doing private lending. So to put that into perspective, if there's a four, if there's that difference between a 2.4 and a 2.8 mortgage is $30,000 a year in cash flow. Mm-hmm. I can if I pull that same $400,000 out of the property mm-hmm. and lend that at 12%, that's $48,000 a year. Yeah. Net $16,000 more. Yeah. So if I can borrow banks money at 3%, I'm going to pull as much of it as I can. Because even if I don't buy another property, I can lend that same money at 12% yeah. to other investors who are doing deals like this. So 
why why would I leave that money in the yeah. deal? It, yeah. To me, it's dormant capital and it's it's underutilized. Right. So. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, people will look at it and say, well, you're dropping cash flow from the building because you're pulling out more money. But then you look at it and say, well, yeah, I'm gonna be able to lend that money out, like in this example here, and you're actually gonna cash flow more because the money is sitting there, not yeah. doing anything, versus going out and yeah. you're lending it on deals. And it and, doesn't stay in Hip National Bank for very long. It goes in and it's right back out again. So but invested again. Invested. It's invested. invested again. Yeah, no no boats yet. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so when we buy in the first boat. Well, I'm looking at a boat business. <laughs> uh, there we go. More businesses. I love More it. businesses. The boat rental business. So I just, I first and foremost, just want to, you know, thank you for your time here. This has been awesome. Uh, and as things, you know, come to a close on the renovations, we'd love to come back and, uh, you know, just do a final video with you and obviously more content just because people love you out there. Um, so I guess the last, the last question at the end of the day, what's one piece of advice or a few pieces of advice that you would leave for investors that are looking to do, I would say more value add properties. Like what's, what's one piece of advice that you could give them? Uh, you, you got, you, you, I, and I can't remember what I said last time, but you gotta, you gotta make a plan and you gotta stick with it. Yeah. The, the, there, the margin for error is, uh, you actually have room to make some mistakes in these deals. There's room, there's room for you to screw up, but you need to be able to plan, make a plan and stick with it because the most expensive thing is you changing your mind, mm -hmm. flip-flopping. You know, I mentioned downstairs, I had an idea near the end of this project to put in-law suites into the basement, mm -hmm. and I actually think it actually could have drove up our rent even more, which mm -hmm. some people think I'm crazy on, that's okay, but I, I believe it would have drove up our rent even more based on the number of multi-generational families that are looking to rent mm -hmm. these um so uh and that was something that at the end i could have you know took a swing at that mm -hmm. but that could have affected my overall timeline so the and costs and the cost yep. the four most expensive words um were you you know what we could uh you know what we should do yeah and uh i, I mentioned I had four mentors i should actually make it five another guy matt um matt matt says all the time he flips a lot of houses he says, uh, the, you need to make those four words not, you know, what we should do. You know what we could do next time? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Make your plan. Stick with your plan. Finish your project. I'm not saying if, if, a good, if the ability to make a change throughout the project that doesn't affect timelines, doesn't majorly affect budgets, mm -hmm. if that comes up and it makes sense from an ROI, obviously take action. Right. But I'm saying don't, don't do a duplex conversion and then eight weeks into the renovation be like, hey... What if we made this a triplex? <laughs> right. <laughs> you got like stick that's to a, the plan. Stick on that to the plan, yeah. right? So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we 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 had a plan from the beginning. Um, some changes came up along the way. Nothing major, but we stuck with that plan. We've been consistent with that plan, and that's made it uh, easy for my trades to be involved and active, and it's really been effective for us. That's awesome. Cool. Well, hey man, I really appreciate your time. I want to yeah. thank you again. Uh, everybody, like. Uh, smash the like button, subscribe to the channel. Kyle, I guess last question, when are you starting a YouTube channel? I, hopefully soon, <laughs> when this building's done, when this building's done, so. Cool, awesome. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Kyle, thank you so much, man. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate it.